0: Hello, and welcome to Methods to the Madness, a fan's take on the ins and outs of the work of animation studios. So sit back, relax, have a nice drink, and enjoy the podcast.
1: Hello, everybody. We're back. So this week, we're going to talk about Laika.
0: Laika! Uh, yeah. They are
1: an American stop-motion uh, animation studio. They were founded the 23rd of June in 2005, and their headquarters is in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, their focus is feature length films so full length films rather than just shorts although they've done one short and it's interesting i found out that the studio is owned by the co-owner of nike really yeah
0: that's, that's kind of weird
1: and uh, you may have seen their work in nightmare before christmas because they were contracted to do that as well as some mm-hmm. other that's kind of like
0: their breakout movie film mm-hmm. wasn't it
1: it's it's not their studio, technically, but they did the work on yeah. it. So, yeah, definitely lots of recognition for that. They like doing new original stories as opposed to remakes, sequels, and reboots.
0: Yeah, um, I believe, well, their first movie, Coraline, and then also Box Trolls, are both based on mm-hmm. books. But they, they're very different from the books.
1: Yeah, and I think they're also books that hadn't been adapted mm-hmm. previously by any studio. Yeah. Unlike something like... <clears throat> Cinderella, or even Narnia, that's been adapted a few times.
0: Yeah, well, granted, the first time was—it's was kind of hard to look at for Narnia.
1: <laughs> True, but, but that's both these the, were that's of these are kind of off-topic, kind of new. Um, I think that their whole feel of their movies mm-hmm. and their company is the idea that even though everything nowadays with animation is very like sleek and shiny and computer done, which there's nothing wrong with, they like to do very old school stuff mm-hmm. they make their props they make the costumes and the models and everything yeah In i scents, think everything is the, done by almost all that's done by hand
0: yeah i think the the only other studio that comes to mind off the top of my head is a uh, ardman animation mm. and ardman has uh as a stop motion studio is has, has a much more consistent style and look than laika mm. laika has
1: Every single um, film has its own. Yeah, kind of it's look.
0: very diverse yeah, in their definitely. very small also, portfolio. Isn't the
1: other studio you mentioned, don't they mainly do clay? Yeah, Leica does stop motion, but I don't think any of it's been claymation. It's more mm-hmm. uh, puppet model well, type things. I'm sure they've. I'm, yeah, used, I'm pretty sure there's clay, something in there that uses clay, but, but it's not like. Yeah, Gumby. One
0: of the yeah, one of the things that Leica is a re- is a surprisingly really experimental
1: definitely. studio. Um, Coraline was their first film, and if mm-hmm. you haven't seen it, it's about a little girl who moves to a new house, which sounds ordinary enough, but she kind of gets transported to this other alternate dimension, and it's a really creepy movie. Yeah. It's very unsettling. I was very scared of it as a child. Now I appreciate it a lot, but it's kind of a yeah. horror-type uh, film. Yeah, a At lot a thriller, of... thriller, a thriller, maybe. Yeah,
0: a lot of... Well, okay, all of Laika's movies are... Uh, they're like dark, but also happy in the same way The Nightmare nightmare Before Christmas was. Mm -hmm. like They all, despite none of them having anything to do with Tim Burton, they all feel very Tim Burton, for lack of a better description.
1: Definitely. Coraline is a really interesting movie. I was reading up that Mm -hmm. people had thought that, or the people who worked in the studio were worried that it wouldn't do well because they had a lot of criticism before the film came out, including um, Mm -hmm. stop motion isn't a viable type of media as well as female protagonists have to be princesses or fairies, which is not true. Um, another thing that they were concerned about was that boys wouldn't want to see it because the title is a girl's Mm -hmm. name and that girls wouldn't want to see it because it was too scary. And then that teenagers don't like animation, which is definitely not true, but anyway, and that adults don't want their children to be challenged. They want to give their kids Mm -hmm. something that's very mindless and fun and simple. And I think that, um, I talk, we talked about it in an earlier episode, but I think that just because something maybe is geared towards children doesn't mean that it has to be simplistic or not have yeah. any value or meaning to it. Although Coraline definitely gives you a lot to think mm-hmm. about, especially with her relationship with her parents.
0: Yeah, but although to give those criticisms on like the direction of the movie some grounds, I didn't really ever really think anything of Coraline until I got older.
1: That's true. I I do see that. But I've also heard people say that that a lot of children really like the film and don't find Mm -hmm. it that scary, as well as the book. And I thought that was kind of interesting, that maybe... Yeah. Maybe our idea of what's scary is something that we kind of accumulate as we get older.
0: Well, that kind of draws into one of the things that I like a lot about the writing at Leica Studios, where they don't... (sighs) They treat their audience as, like, smart, as a smart yeah. audience. They don't think they're dumb or anything. Like, you can especially tell with their comedy in something like the box trolls, I noticed especially, where for whatever reason, they have a lot of cheese jokes. I mean, like, cheese is, like, a big part of the movie, but I, I to this day, I don't know what, what it is with the whole European aesthetic and cheese, but they use it a lot. And <laughs> That's Anyway, they intentionally make... At some point, there's like this street that's named after this weird-sounding cheese, and they make a joke out of it that's intentionally bad. But and you feel in the audience like, oh man, they did they seriously make that bad joke? But then right after that, the camera pans to a bunch of different characters in the movie groaning at the exact same
1: oh. joke, and
0: I like that because yeah, the the initial joke is bad. But the, but acknowledging that, ha ha, yeah, we made a very cheesy joke because it's about cheese. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Yeah. that actually saves it. it is actually a whole lot smarter mm-hmm. than, like, what in some other movie that like uses trademarks f- when we we're talking. Yeah, about Yeah, trademarks jokes. are the forever fart joke. Type yeah.
1: I think that Laika is interesting because the stories that, because it is that you can definitely tell that they do want to appeal to children Mm -hmm. as well as an older audience. But I feel like the stories they give are very unique yeah, among what you see in most animation. Mm -hmm. And the stories kind of take twists and turns that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Yeah. I know for Kubo, when I saw it, I was like, oh. Kubo's I, I didn't so see that coming I'm, we're not going to spoil it i don't yeah. want i think you should go see it if you haven't it's a fantastic movie
0: please go see it this studio needs more business
1: it really does um for um kubo as well as Coraline, i had read that um the creators of both of the films mm-hmm. drew a lot of inspiration from their real life and their experiences and they have said that even though those are their experiences, they think that the way that they did it in the film can help make it a universal type of thing that mm-hmm. anybody can relate to. And I think they've done a really good job at that because all four of their films are very different and they're, they take place in worlds or that we don't exist in, but uh-huh. they still have a, a universal quality about them. Mm-hmm. And you can tell they come from like a very real place Yeah, for the creators. And I like that a lot.
0: And they find a really good way to tie the excellence of storytelling into their like their production. But mm-hmm. I've also found that uh, when comparing all four of their movies side by side, they've been progressively getting more and more ambitious with whatever they do. Like with the first one with Coraline, there's just one or two settings like the house and then the reverse like a nightmare version of the house Mm -hmm. and with a very limited cast then with Paranorman, it's like a suburbia type town with a slightly larger cast and a couple extras here and there but then jumping the box trolls it's this big grand Mm -hmm. like victorian slash kind of steampunk city that also has this crazy underground area with a ton of extras that are yeah Okay, to be fair, a lot of the extra characters in that movie are kind of gross looking, but I think that's the point to yeah, get like the yeah. whole Tim Burton look type about it. And then with Kubo, they had they didn't have quite as many character stuff, but they spent they had very a complex whole complex
1: characters as in the mm-hmm. design of them had fur and lots of hair and not yeah. to say that the characters in previous films didn't, but they definitely Had characters that took a lot of time Mm -hmm. to make.
0: Yeah, but not just that. A lot of
1: the settings. The settings, though. I
0: like to compare that movie to um, uh, Samurai Jack for anyone out there who has known of or seen Samurai Jack. Also, go see that. It's a very artsy show that's very appealing to look at. That, in much the same way that Kubo is, where it's very vibrant and like pleasant to look at, but also really complex as well. It
1: feels rich and yeah, deep. Yeah, that's and a f- better even word Even though to you use. know that like most of these scenes, sets are built in like rooms, they're, they're mm-hmm. not very, they're pretty big, but they're, you know, they're not the same as a live action movie set. Mm-hmm. Even though you know that they're probably pretty small because they're like model size. Yeah. It still feels like when you're watching the movie that it could be really big and infinite and vast. And I think that's really important in a film where your setting doesn't just feel like a cheap backdrop. It Mm -hmm. feels like something that's real, like a world that you don't know about.
0: And I read up on this not too terribly long ago, but in, in Kubo, they decided to make this 16 foot tall 400 pound giant skeleton yes, stop motion it puppet is the
1: biggest stop motion puppet yeah. like to date
0: and the reason why they decided to make it like that because they felt that it would work better with to use the actual character the normal size character models with a two scale larger mm-hmm. giant monster size rather than make like a small version and use that and Honestly, it really shows. It
1: works. They have put a lot of effort into all their films. And I think that it's really admirable to see a studio that wants to strive for excellence and Mm -hmm. better work every time they do something. As well as, especially since it's such a, like, stop motion is something that it's not very common to see nowadays. Mm -hmm. And it's very hands-on and it's very, very time-consuming and very tedious. But they've managed to put out four films already and they have a very ambitious goal of doing one film every year. In the future,
0: okay. To be, to be fair, that's a pretty that's a pretty admirable goal. But for I, any animation, yeah, studio. especially considering I think we were talking about this not long ago that they have less than a hundred employees. Yes, on their thing. they
1: have a very small staff and a very unique um, work environment culture amongst yeah. them, which I think is really cool as mm-hmm. like a studio that they kind of want to promote this closeness between yeah, them.
0: Have a quality over quantity in terms of a workforce, which. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I I admire Leica more than like the big studios oh, like definitely. Disney for that.
1: Their employees sound like they get along and are really happy working mm-hmm. there. Whereas I've heard stuff from um, larger animation um, studios. Nickelodeon
0: is a big one that I've heard where they yeah. just hate the work environment. Yeah,
1: a lot of bigger studios they don't really push for that, and they just have tons of workers, and it's it's rough, and a lot of them don't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. which is why you hear about things like DreamWorks where people leave the studio to go somewhere else because of the management and stuff. So I think it's really admirable that Laika has chosen to have that type of environment. Mm -hmm. That's something unique in entertainment in general, to have a small staff but a very close-knit one.
0: Yeah, but it makes me genuinely unhappy at how little profit... Uh, like a studios has earned for all of their movies, despite oh, the that. extreme That's... quality of like, Kubo is all, v- basically universally praised as their best movie. Definitely,
1: but it's my favorite. In
0: terms of how much profit, it's it's had it's actually like the second from the least profitable movie that they've made. Actually,
1: oh, what was the most profitable one? Was it Coraline?
0: Uh, I believe it was actually Box Trolls. Actually, oh, where really? it had like almost a uh, triple return. In oh, that's revenue. really good. Yeah.
1: But Leica is definitely an, a unique studio and I think one that's very underrated. Yeah. So if you haven't seen any of their films, I would definitely Please recommend checking them out. Go
0: watch them. They are well we worth your time. didn't go super in
1: depth for any of them, but I feel like they're not like Disney where everyone's most everyone's seen the mm-hmm. films and we don't want to spoil anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Their movies are more like they're more of an experience rather <laughs> than their definitely. films. But. So
1: next week, yep.
0: what do you want to do next week?
1: Cartoon Network. Sounds like you sure do that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Straight yeah.
0: from the norm a little bit. Mm-hmm. Go for it. A-
1: they don't do films as much. I'm sure they've done a few. They're more known for their TV shows, but yeah, we're going to pick a few of the more notable ones and talk about them.
0: I'm super going to talk about Samurai Jack.
1: I'll probably talk about Steven Universe. I don't Ooh. know. There's a lot to pick from though, yeah. And I'm sure that a lot of you guys have probably seen some of these shows and grown up with them. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for next week and we'll see you all then. Yeah. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for next week because we're going to have another one. And also like and subscribe and uh, leave comments. We'd love to hear feedback from you and share it with people that you know that might be interested in animation. Anyway, have a great week, everyone, and uh, we'll see you. Bye!